Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk podcast to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights into a broad array of topics in this rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings. It used to be that designing and building a net zero home was a far-fetched idea. Now there are several net zero competitions with utilities, raters, builders, and homeowners working together to raise public awareness of this accelerating trend, showcasing the benefits of building beyond code requirements. Join us today to hear Mike Laughlin, who's program manager with Eversource Utility, and Joe Rando, a senior engineering assistant and hers Rader with GDS Associates. They'll describe the Drive to Net Zero competition, which is starting into its third year in New Hampshire. We'll hear about the background and details of the competition and discuss the 2018 winners, including a deep dive into the criteria, the five criteria which define the competition. Like many involved in HERS ratings, GDS works with local utilities and builders to assist in this pivotal market transformation that continues to bring recognition to the benefits of building comfortable, durable, healthy, and efficient homes. So let's listen in with Joe and Mike describing New Hampshire's Drive to Net Zero competition. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi, Bill. Good afternoon. Hi. That was almost simultaneous. That was pretty good. I've never had that happen before. <laughs> You're not like twins separated birth or anything, are you? I don't know. So. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll get serious again here and figure out like what is the New Hampshire Saves Net Drive to Zero competition? Mike, why don't you tell us from your perspective, what is that about? What does that cover? A couple of years ago, we started the Drive to Net Zero Challenge here in New Hampshire. And basically, it's just a design and build competition for builders that want to go the extra step and build homes to a net zero capabilities. So like I said, we started that a couple of years back after we started seeing a lot of builders build into the Energy Star standards and going beyond that. So we decided, why don't we see if we could get a competition among builders and get them involved in this and see if we could get basically promote the homes to being so energy efficient and hope that other builders would also do the same. So it's more of a marketing way to market to additional builders, showing them that it's possible to build net zero homes here in New Hampshire and cost effectively build them. I didn't give you a chance to introduce yourself. Mike, why don't you tell us who you work for, where you're from and your organization's involvement? Yep, sure. So I work for Eversource. Energy, the power company here in New Hampshire. We have uh, service territory in Massachusetts and Connecticut as well. And I am an energy efficiency consultant. I've been working here at Eversource since 2010. And prior to that, I worked at CAP agencies in their energy efficiency departments. And that's a community action programs is the CAP agencies. Very good. And Joe, please introduce yourself. Hi. Joe Rando. I'm a technical supervisor with GDS Associates up here in Manchester, New Hampshire. We are primarily a HERS rating organization. I've been tasked with managing a lot of the efficiency programs that we implement, code compliance work. And like I said, HERS rating is our bread and butter. So that's what I've been doing here at GDS for a little over eight years now. And so it's the second annual competition. So about how many homes or builders were involved in this round? Yeah, so this is the second year that we've done it. We've already awarded the three winners for the second annual one. But the first year, we had about seven houses that entered the competition. And this year is about the same, about seven to eight houses entered for 2018. 
And now we're basically on to our third year. And up to today, we have five houses that have entered the competition for the 2019 Drive to Net Zero Challenge. So each year, it seems like it's gaining a little bit of traction. So Connecticut has this program as well. And that's why I worked closely with my counterparts at Eversource down in Connecticut to help bring it here in New Hampshire as well. And they've been doing it for about, I want to say, 10 years or so. And they gain a lot of traction each year. And they're doing a a few more homes than we are, but they still have, basically, it's the same criteria and same kind of idea that they have in Connecticut we have here in New Hampshire. So, Joe, are these spread across the state of New Hampshire, or do they, the homes are in any particular area? Not in any particular area. There are certain regions of the state where higher efficiency building seems to be more prominent. But to date, we've actually had a pretty good spread across the state as far as locations for projects. As, as we enter each new year, I think the program gains more traction, as Mike alluded to, and, and more and more clients are getting a bit more competitive. So we're seeing homes from all around the state as, as we continue to market and program, market the competition itself. We're getting more home builders from all over the state of New Hampshire, which is great to see something like that. And Mike, there, since it's a competition, there must be some kind of judging or scoring or ranking. Can you describe in general the kind of criteria they're used to come up with this ranking? Yeah, so there's basically five criteria that we're looking for. The first one is the lowest overall HERS index. So that includes the solar panels or renewable energy that is available at the house. So that includes that. The second criteria is the lowest HERS index prior to the renewables. So we obviously want the house to be very energy efficient prior to any renewables being used because ultimately you could build a house and just put a really large solar array on it and you could possibly get down to a net zero. So we're looking for the HERS prior to any renewable technology. The third criteria would be the cost per square foot to build the home. So we're looking for these homes to be cost effective and for basically the general public to be able to afford these homes. So we look for the cost per square foot and that's just on the home built. So that excludes any land that's purchased for the property. So that's the third criteria. The fourth criteria is the home's estimated net operating cost. And basically, we want to see how much it's going to cost to run this home throughout the year. Hopefully, it's extremely low, and it should be, but that's one of the fourth criteria. And finally, the fifth criteria is a technological innovation criteria. And this could be just about anything. So this could be Tesla wall batteries, different ways you insulated, different ways you may have built the home, any hot water recovery systems, basically anything that's kind of cutting edge or new ways that are saving energy. We're looking for the builder or the homeowner to kind of describe those to us. And then we basically add that into the judging. And obviously, the more technological innovation that the builders are using, it obviously helps out with the final score that we're going to give the homes. Back to Joe, as the HERS rater, did you actually rate all of these homes or some of them? Or how did you, your involvement here? GDS as a whole had rated a number of the homes. For this most recent year, GDS had rated all three of the top competitors' homes. I had done one, the home that ended up winning the competition, in fact, and the other two were done by a colleague of mine here at GDS. Mike gave some of the technical innovations. Did you see any actually in practice that fed back to the HERS score, Joe? I can speak mostly to the home that I was involved with. And one thing that they were very adamant on was from the start, they wanted to get to net zero. When we were brought into the project, we were brought on by a builder client that we had been working with for several years. And 
they informed us of this unique opportunity for this project that was being built on top of a, a mountain, basically up near Lake Sunapee area in New Hampshire, beautiful landscape. And the owner knew that they were trying to get to this level of efficiency. So the way that the home was oriented on top of the site, as far as tree clearing for maximizing solar PV, they utilized a very high performance panelized wall system where they actually build all the panels off-site at very, very low waste and then actually bring the panels all in together, put the home together, do robust inspections and testing prior to interior finishes. They utilize the highest of performance as far as mechanicals utilizing ducted heat pumps, air source heat pumps. Of ERV was utilized in the home, high-efficient lighting. They spared no cost in utilizing all the best technologies that they could on this project, and it turned out very well. I would just say that whole house in itself was kind of a technological innovation, just the way it was built in the factory. And Unity Homes is the one that actually built that home. And they built it in their factory. It's just amazing to see what they're able to do and how beautiful the homes come out and how efficient they are. So I would say that whole house was a technological innovation in itself. Cool. I know a little bit about Unity because actually I'm building a new house and I did look at them, but I'm just a little bit outside their service territory or their typical service territory. So I didn't use them, but could one of you explain a little bit more about Unity Homes? I think it's an interesting concept. Sure. I can speak to that. Unity is a subsidiary of Benson Wood Homes created by Ted Benson, I believe about 30 years or so, who saw a need for high performance buildings and a lack of that in the marketplace. And they're actually a, a New Hampshire based company located in the Southwest part of the state. And as they realized that they could build high performance houses, that they weren't reaching the entire market, the people who can only afford a certain amount of house. So what they began with Unity was a core of about three to five building house styles, maybe a single story, a two story, a story and a half, and maybe a cape so that they could really focus and hone in on efficiency of these three or four model types. And that's been the core of their business is driving cost low while maintaining efficiency, comfort, and low waste. The first time I had ever been to their plant and actually got to walk the floor with their engineers and architects and looking at every screw, every piece of tape for the air barrier, every gasket, every piece of wood is engineered down to as little waste as possible. And that's something that doesn't always or isn't included into the home energy rating system. But I think when we're talking about technological innovation, to me, that's what sets this home apart. There wasn't a 40-yard dumpster full of waste here. I mean, everything was engineered to the smallest degree. And I think that that is just something that sets Unity apart. They found a niche market, and they're really trying to bring high-performance, high-efficient homes at a lower cost to get it out to the broader market. And I applaud them on that. And they've been a fantastic partner of GDS for a long time now. And I'm glad you drew that out. That's a really important thing to share since we do have national ears that are listening to this, that these kind of things can be done. And I'm sure the website's probably Unity Homes or something like that. It could be very easily found out there. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Either Benson Wood or Unity Homes. They're very easy to find and they're just extremely knowledgeable, very communicative. And I guess just like the rest of us, they're all a bunch of energy nerds just trying to do better by the planet <laughs> and build more energy efficient housing. So I would look for Unity in there. Did it make your job as a HERS Raider easier because of this sort of connection, this deep connection they have? Absolutely. Every detail was 
to some extent already planned out. One of the benefits that I see of this job is getting involved with people who do care about doing the right thing and building an energy efficient home and utilizing HERS rating softwares to give different scenarios and what the benefits may be as far as energy performance. Fortunately for me, Unity has a robust system for doing this as well. Everything for them is designed to be the most efficient. They actually do their own space heating and cooling loads based on the home that is being built. So you're not relying on supply houses that don't have as detailed of an understanding of how this home is going to be built, what type of energy needs it's going to be have so that you can ensure that the heating and cooling systems are right sized and are specific to the home. Every little detail They do offer just their building shell packages out to clients, but they also, within close to the region of where they're located, they offer these general contracting services and the project managers that work there, they come in once the building shell is up and do an inspection. They even do their own pre-interior finish blower door testing and infrared scanning to ensure that all penetrations in the building envelope before finishes begin on the inside are airtight. It really did make my job quite a bit easier. It's nice to have checks and balances, I believe, even on this house. I found a few things where some portions of the air barrier had been damaged on the outside that happened after they had done their initial inspection. So it's just been a great relationship working back and forth with them to ensure that their clients are getting the highest of quality in the most efficient building that they can get. And I'm sure there was a bit of a competition. It probably they're hopefully the entrants are pretty close to each other. Do you have the names of the other builders involved to give them sort of for credit, a little bit of a voice and mention here? Yeah, absolutely. So the second place home was built in Sutton, New Hampshire by Matthew O'Claire, and he did a wonderful job as well. He worked very close with that homeowner and built their, basically their dream house. They moved up from the Cape up to Sutton, New Hampshire, and Matthew did a great job there. And then the third place home, which was built in Etna, New Hampshire, was built by Domus Custom Builders. and that, again, was actually the homeowner is the owner of Domus Custom Builders. What he did at his house, which was really kind of interesting to see, is he had mini splits throughout the house, but he actually hid them in the walls so you don't actually see the mini split itself. That seems to be the biggest complaint with mini splits is there with that ugly thing hanging on the wall. And he built them right into the wall so you don't even see it. And it was just that was definitely a Maybe not in a technological advance, but it was definitely aesthetic advantage for him. And it was a beautifully built home as well. Well, I think going back to what Joe had said, even getting the tapes and the screws and getting the waste limited, that's not really technology, but that's paying attention to detail. And perhaps that's a similar aspect with this other home. Yes, we definitely take that into consideration as well. So basically the low environmental impact on these homes that they're building, we obviously want that to be in the forefront. So we definitely take that into consideration as well. Can you share the size of the homes or something about the dollars per square foot or or something to give uh, listeners a little bit of perspective to houses they may work on? In the last two years, we've had houses, basically they start in the low, I'd say $250,000 range and they go up to about a close to a million dollars is the range that they were been in. And so yeah, that's kind of the range that we're looking at. And that's just to have the house built without the land. Without the land, sure, to normalize that sort of. Yes. 
As far as the cost for these homes, that spread from somewhere between $250,000 to a million. Obviously, that's a large spread and can be up on that higher end. But I would add that the location of the three candidate homes in this 2018 competition were all in very well desirable areas. These actually were fairly well grouped into what we call kind of the Upper Valley area near the Vermont line where Dartmouth College is. These are very educated people. There's a lot more affluent people in this area, land and home prices are just significantly higher within that region. So I think just the desirable location of where these homes were is part of the reason that the costs are a little bit higher. Again, all of these homeowners were trying to get the most efficient home they could for as cheap as they could. And I think that's something that we're trending towards in the industry. And as we get more educated and we learn more about the design implementation and how to drive costs lower, I think we're going to find that these net zero homes are going to be much more attainable, at least within our region and hopefully nationwide. And I can tell you that maybe we want to use this rather than that price range, but the average basically is about $450,000 for a net zero house that we've gone through. And as far as the her scores, We've had her scores that have been down to negative 22 is what the winner was this year. You're already there with your drive, huh? (laughs) But you're going to keep on driving. Yes. So we're there. Yes. We're going to keep on driving. So I know that last year's winner was a negative 22 and it had a pre her score of 31 prior to the renewables. So it did a great job even before the renewables and This year, I know that we are getting some HER scores that are even better than the negative 22 for this year's program. So when was, I guess, the 2019, the second year, when was it announced? What was the timeframe for it? So we started this in 2017. That was the first year that we did this. Then we had obviously the 2017 winners. We had 2018 winners. And now we're into 2019. And builders and homeowners have until November 30th of this year to finish up their projects, get them into us, and we will start the judging process. And usually we don't announce the winners until usually February, March timeframe is when we announce the winners. And then we have a large banquet in the early summertime, I'd say June, July. And this year we actually were, we had a special guest, Senator Gene Shaheen came to our banquet and just basically kind of gave us all a pat on the back and gave the homeowners a pat on the back on how great they're doing and for the environment and for our country, basically, on building these energy-efficient homes. It was really nice to have her there. And she's Senator Shaheen of the Shaheen-Portman bill, which keeps on getting introduced. Yeah. Do you guys have any background or details on that since you're a little closer to that? I do not have any background on it, no. I don't have a great deal of information on it. I do know that Senator Shaheen and Senator Rob Portman of Ohio had introduced the Shaheen-Portman bill, which is aimed at improving the use of energy efficiency technologies in buildings industry and by the federal government. So it's kind of a one of a kind and the first of its kind to really begin to push and or hold accountable homeowners to municipalities, state level and federal government to begin utilizing more energy efficient technologies. So it was really an honor to have someone of her stature who believes in this from our home state, New Hampshire, to be there and witness this and support what we're doing here. So it was a great accomplishment and it was really nice having her. And it's also nice, I think that it's about energy efficiency and not necessarily, I mean, that's sort of like the lowest her score energy efficiency, the, the rating before renewables, because people have to realize that best candidate for renewable is an already efficient structure, building, house, whatever. 
to make most effective use of the renewable investment too. So I think you had alluded to that before Mike did in terms of the HERS score with renewables and then the lowest HERS score prior to renewables. So they got that level of detail in the judging for this contest too. Absolutely. So yes, we do. So the five criteria that I provided earlier is obviously what we judge it on, but we do have a weighted average for each one. And the HERS rating prior to renewables, it does have a higher weighted average. So it is, we do find that one to be a little bit more important that we want to make sure that the house is extremely energy efficient before you're putting on your renewables. So that's why we judge that a little bit tougher, a little bit higher. Got it. And you'd mentioned Eversource is one of the partners in this. Are there other utilities involved? Yeah, so this is a New Hampshire Saves initiative. So we do have Unitil that's involved, Liberty Utilities, and New Hampshire Electric Co-op. So all four utilities in New Hampshire, it doesn't matter what territory you're building your home in, as long as it's in one of those four territories, then you can enter this program. So it is a statewide program that we're offering here on this. And you guys speak with sort of like an energy and a smile in your voices about this. You mentioned that Connecticut has a similar program. Would you be able to be, if someone who either wants to promote it through another utility somewhere else in the country, some similar kind of program, would you be open to talking with them, sharing your contact info or some way of reaching you? Absolutely. I would love it. I think this is a great program and I would hope that others would kind of join in on it and we could get this going throughout the whole country. That would be great. But yeah, my, you can email me, you can call me however you'd like to do it. My email is just michael.laughlin at eversource.com. And that's L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. And my direct line is 603-634-2022. And this is what it's all about, is the podcast about sharing ideas, communicating, networking, and you just never know where this can go. So I appreciate you offering to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to kind of explain one other thing. So we have a judging panel as well that judges these homes. So we do have technological stuff, like obviously a HERS score is a HERS score, so you can't really go and judge that. But for the technological advantages or advances, we do have a judging team, basically. And we do have Dean Gamble from the EPA, Energy Star Homes Program. He's one of our judges. We have a local professor from one of the colleges that teaches energy efficiency. He's one of our judges. And then we've gotten our state home builders association involved in this as well. And usually the president or someone from the organization will judge the homes for us as well. So we're getting other people from the state to judge these homes as well. So it's not just the utilities determining who the winners are. We're trying to get the community involved in this as well. I feel like we've done justice to the topic here, and I believe there's a press release on this that I will put the link to it. It was from the New Hampshire Business Review, so I'll put a link to that press release for anyone who wants to get a few more details about this program, and it's in second year going into its third year. Anything you gentlemen would like to add before we close? I'd just like to add that GDS has been a great partner with us. Obviously, we provide the homeowners with the HERS raters, we pay for that service. And GDS has just been a wonderful partner and can't say enough about how great GDS has been. And without them, we probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff that we're doing. So GDS has been a great partner in this as well. Thank you, Mike. I guess if I had any closing remarks, it would be that this can be done. Energy efficient housing can be done effectively, whether it is net zero or not. Up here in New England, we do have high cost electric rates, but we do have 
great support from government and our utilities, but that doesn't need to be the only reason that we keep pushing down this road. Education and getting information out to the masses has been incredibly beneficial for our organization and for the programs that we implement or on behalf of our utility partners. We all have to do our part. I'm blessed to work in an area and in an industry that is so supportive of energy efficient housing. And as long as we keep doing our part and keep coming on to great podcasts like this, and thank you, Bill and ResNet, I think we're really going to start to move the needle in the right direction. So thank you for the opportunity. It's been a great experience. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And really appreciate both you coming on, Mike and Joe, to the Res Talk podcast to discuss this important topic and share the ideas, share the successes, and stimulate some thinking. That's what we're all about here. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Res Talk podcast. Hopefully you heard some things which stimulated your thinking and imagination about the net zero home concept. If you're a pro in the building market, you want to surf on over to resnet.us slash professional to learn more or join the email list. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter handle at ResNetUS, R-E-S-N-E-T-U-S. Here's a quote that goes along with the topic today. It's true. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's by Natalia Neidhart. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet on what you heard here or like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. It'll allow you to get the latest updates as the podcast drops. As always, thank you for listening to ResTalk. Take care. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by Brian Orr, and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.